0: Before we start, some heavy subjects regarding threats to personal safety are mentioned in this episode. Please take care in listening. Thank you. GirlWise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence-based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to GirlWise. Welcome back, everyone. We are slowly but surely growing. This is episode 20. I can't believe it. I actually made it and we're still here and we're going strong and actually we're going to speak about a subject that is a little bit more serious this week and that is how to stay safe when going out, especially for women. The world is scary. And unfair, we live in a time where one in every three women globally experience violence. And men are specifically responsible in the U.S. for 70% of violent crimes in 2019. And gender-based violence is normalized in many parts of the world. We know that women are not to blame for these threats to our well-being, but we can always take precautions to help navigate them. This is not to instill fear. This has been happening for as long as we, our mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, and so on have lived, but to be made aware of things that one day could potentially save our lives. Hey everyone! Before we begin, I wanted to give a clear and important disclaimer to ensure that listeners understand the limitations of the advice given on this podcast. I am not a professional or expert on the topics being discussed, and you should always use your own judgment when it comes to where you stand on a subject and making decisions. While I do my best to direct you in what I think is the right direction, it is always wise to consult with a qualified professional when seeking advice on a particular issue. References will be in the show notes so you can take Take a look at the places I'm getting my information from as well. You know your own story and situation better than anyone else, so do what is best for you always. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. So the first tip that I have might sound obvious, but it is to be aware. We live in a fast-paced world with many, many distractions like our phones, headphones, traffic, noise, everything in order to distract us but being a distracted person makes you an easy target so there should be no headphones and ears in unknown areas uh, or you know areas that you might feel unsafe in and even in places where you do know it's best to be as aware as possible also don't be engulfed in your phone looking down at it be sure to pay extra attention to people cars, doors, etc. And always have your keys out when you're going out in your hand. So don't waste time rummaging through your bag, standing still in front of the door uh, to your house or the gate to your house in front of cars. And it can also be used as a personal defense item, but make sure that you're holding your keys between your thumb and index finger. So, if you have a whole bunch of keys on a keychain, make sure you hold the handle to that key between your thumb and your finger, and then the rest of your keys inside your palm in a fist instead of holding your keys in between your knuckles because that actually hurts your palm more than the person you're trying to attack. So make sure that you're holding it between your thumb and index finger, and then the rest of your keys inside of your palm. Up next, we have that if you're using a security camera in your home, know and be aware that it can be hacked and could become hacked at any given time without your knowledge. I know that it has become a very big trend to have mainly ring doorbells and cameras outside. If these cameras are branded, then you automatically give them the information to what kind of camera it is, what brand it is, um, and that unfortunately can make it more plausible for them to hack these cameras, and then they can have surveillance on you 24-7. So if you are going to get one of those cameras, try to have one that doesn't have the brand on it, and also one that is as safe and as secure as you can possibly get it. So the next tip we have is confidence. And I looked through a lot of different resources to find these tips. And one that I found over and over again, whether that be on police websites, articles from ex-police officers or FBI agents, is that you have to be confident about how you walk, how you present yourself, where you're going, because the second that it looks like you're either lost or unsure or you're afraid, that makes you an easier target. So be as confident as you can be, even if you're in an unknown area, as if you're a local, you know where you're going, you know what you're here to do. And with that, goes hand-in-hand with taking self-defense classes so that you really are confident and knowing that you can defend yourself. So maybe look in your local area if there is anything like that available. So next we have tips for going out. It, of course, makes it less safe whenever you go out on your own. But if you must be alone, you can carry a pocket-sized high-powered flashlight that if you ever get approached or maybe you can't, it's super dark and you can't see or trying to find your keys, your car, etc. You have that with you at all times so that it puts you in less of a scary situation. And if you're being approached, you can shine that in the attacker's eyes and it will disorient them for a few seconds while you get away. So I used to get out of school at 9 p.m. when I was in college, but I'm super lucky that both the street that my school was on and the station that was next to it were always super busy just bustling with people that were trying to get home from work or school. It was never super empty or ominous. It was There was always like upwards of a hundred people and even this on the street right outside my neighborhood it's usually super busy with a whole bunch of people well lit but i can totally understand how scary that would be or i probably wouldn't have taken public transportation i most likely would have taken a taxi if it weren't like that when you are going out at night or with friends to an unknown area, make sure you make a plan to stick together and don't let people wander off. It's not only unsafe for you if you split up, but it's also unsafe for them, especially if they're intoxicated. We have this um, hopefully spoken agreement with our girls to protect them because these predatory men work so fast, you guys. 15 minutes losing your friend 15 minutes is all that they need sometimes even less like five so let's all take care of each other especially if there's going to be alcohol or other substances around Um, next we have car safety there are an endless amount of car safety tips but these are the ones that were repeated the most number one was Don't linger in your car after you get into it. Once you get into your car, immediately lock all the doors, roll up all the windows, and drive away as soon as possible. This helps you leave the area as fast as possible in case anyone was waiting for you or had targeted your car before. Park in well-lit areas. So, for example, if you plan on leaving the place that you're in at night park next to a lamp post so that when you're leaving your car will be well lit and you will hopefully be able to see all of the surroundings. Don't have your windows all the way down when you're going through for example a drive through if you're in a parking lot, if you're going to slow down at a light. This helps prevent people putting their hands in and trying to unlock your door because I have, I like know firsthand someone that was in a parking lot sitting inside their car and a man approached them and put their hand all the way inside through the window and tried to open the door. Super scary. So try not to have your windows all the way down or at least not far enough down where someone can put their hand or their face or anything through. Be sure to leave space in front of the car before you when you're like at a stop sign or red lights in case you need to make an escape and you need to do a very quick 180 also be aware what's in or around your car you know sometimes they say to check underneath your car check uh, around your car if there's other cars that are parked that have either you know ominous vibes or they have open doors and you can't really see who's in there All of that is very important. People that are standing near or around your car, any of that is a red flag and should be taken seriously. If you need to ask someone to walk to your car, absolutely do it. But make sure that they're a real security guard, a real police officer, or a person, hopefully that you know. Because something that was also repeated a lot is that bad people dress up as security guards or some sort of law enforcement whenever they're trying to target someone to either kidnap or stalk or whatever so make sure that they're legit before you ask them to walk you alone to your car another one is if someone asks you for help near your car lead them to somewhere else you know don't let them see you open the door and get into the car or if they approach you when you're inside the car open the window only a little bit and then lead them somewhere else away from it in case they try to push you in and drive away with you or something of the sort again if you're inside your car do not get out tell them where they should go, refer them to someone else, but don't get out and don't roll the window down either. Don't accept anything from strangers. And if you return to your car also and it has either a flat tire, a string tied on the windshield, on the doorknob, or it looks different from how you left it, don't go inspect it. Instead, call someone else or ask help away from the car. So those are the car tips. We go on to traveling tips. Now, I can make an entire episode on how to travel safely. But I think the most important ones are, number one, do not post your location on social media while you're there. This is unfortunately something that has been heavily normalized, but it puts such an easy target on where you are how long you've been there, what kind of places you like to go to. This is such a terrible idea for a million reasons, but if you wouldn't post your location on a billboard, then you should definitely not post it on social media because it can get the exact same amount of traction or even more than a billboard. So don't post your location while you're there. Post it afterwards and if you're asking for directions, don't have someone show you by way of following them. Instead, let them tell you where it is and guide you with words, not them having you follow them. And also check your hotel room for cameras. This is something that has been picking up steam a lot. And there are actually devices that they sell online which can help you detect whether or not there are cameras in your room but this is like one of the scariest things to me moving on from that in your house you should keep all the doors locked and place window film in your windows or on your windows it's renter friendly if you're renting i actually have it on my downstairs window because i have had a History, you guys. I don't understand why people are like this, but I have had a history across every single place that I have lived of peeping toms. Just people that for no reason go up to the window and cup their hands on the window to see what's inside. It doesn't matter if you think that you live in a safe neighborhood, always keep all of your doors locked when you're in or out of the house both are important because there are dangerous and unhinged people everywhere if you're renting I would strongly advise to change your locks. A lot of people say that this is a fire hazard because if there's a fire, then the landlord can give the keys to the firefighters. But if the firefighters need to break down the door in order to get you out, they will do so. They will go through the window, they'll go through the door, they'll go through the wall if they have to. But I don't think that it is very safe for, especially if you're living alone, a woman, to let other people have all access keys into their house because it's not just the landlords, it can be the maintenance people, it could be the admin people, secretaries, um electricians like so many people can have access to those keys, and you never know who has copies where they've been given out to. And so, I think it's best to change your locks if your apartment building or your landlord doesn't approve of that or it's you know in the contract to not do so do it quietly but i would still advise you to change your locks up next we have to not give out your number to strangers As women, a lot of times people will ask for our numbers, and I have learned it the hard way that you should under no circumstance give out your number unless you really, really, really trust this person. A lot of your personal information, including your IP address and where you live, can be unlocked with just your phone number, so it's best to not do so unless you really trust the person if you're going out let your friends or family have your location on at all times this is such a lifesaver every single time my sister goes out i always ask her to share the location because it gives us just such a peace of mind and especially because you know she's a young woman you never know at one point you're going to need it up next we have change your routine as much as you can if you're the type of person that leaves their house every single day at the exact same time, takes the same form of transportation every single day at the exact same time and comes home at the exact same time, then it's time to change up your routine Maybe sometimes you can take an Uber or a cab and leave later. Maybe sometimes you can come home earlier, do a work from home situation. Maybe sometimes you can have people over. Try to change your routine as much as you can. Sometimes these things are limited, but just change it as much as you can so that no one in your area or, you know, someone that is observing you watching you can't memorize it and know where you're going to be at all times now the next one is a personal anecdote of mine and that is to not get into stranger's scars because i learned this the hard way i was young dumb and naive and though nothing absolutely horrible happened i did kind of look back upon it and be like why on earth did i do that Why on earth have I ended up in a situation where I'm in a stranger's car? Don't do that. And when I say stranger, I also mean slight acquaintances. I now have the rule where if I don't trust them close to 100%, I'm not getting in this person's car. You know, if you're getting into an Uber or a taxi, make sure that you either write down their license plate number. If you met this person through a dating app, in a bar and you're either sl- sober or slightly intoxicated on vacation do not accept rides from strangers specifically men again but just strangers in general do not get inside their cars you do not know the horror stories of doing so just better safe than sorry again Next, again, if you're going out drinking, don't leave your drink unattended for a single second, whether that be you already have your drink made or the bartender is making them. It's not something that happens super commonly, but if your drink leaves your sight at any second while it's being prepared or you already have it with you, don't drink it. All of these people need is a split second a split second for it to be spiked and it's all over so do not leave your drink unattended at all even if you ask someone else to guard it for you you have no guarantee if they also lost sight of it for a second just I know it can sometimes be a bummer but it's best to just get a new one and also if someone comes up to you and hands you a drink from the bar and you didn't watch it, be, be prepared or you don't even know if it's from the bar or not, do not accept people's drinks. Next, if you're being harassed, unfortunately, this does, it can happen, uh, record them and be loud. Let other people know that you are in danger. Um, You know, you can ask loudly, why are you following? What is this? I need help. Someone help me. One of the tips that I found was to call people out based on specific qualities of them. So for example, if you see a woman in the yellow shirt, you can be like, woman in the yellow shirt, please, I need help. Can you call the police? Or can you tell this man to stop following me? Or man in the glasses or person in the white car, like I need help. And if you call them out by specifics, then they'll actually be more likely to help you. We hate those silent bystanders that don't do anything. Another one that I've never heard of before, but it does make a lot of sense, is to whisper your personal details when being asked, like your address, your hotel room number, or vice versa. If someone is repeating these things to you, make them either write it down or... Whisper it to you so that no people around you can get these or can get access to these vulnerable pieces of information. Next, we have always bring a portable charger or a way to charge your phone. I've also heard horror stories where, right when things are going off and it's an emergency, you know, the person loses the final bits of battery on their phone especially if it's on a night out and you're with your friends and you've been taking um, pictures or you've been texting all night and right as you're wanting to go home your phone dies so either charge it or better yet bring a portable charger or a way to charge your phone with you at all times so that that doesn't happen phones are probably the best way to get out of a bad situation and you definitely need that tool with you at all times On that same note, take personal defense tools with you. There are so many on the internet. There are businesses that are specifically dedicated to making keychains that have whistles, alarms, lights, knives, knuckle rings, all sorts of things, tasers, pepper sprays. Unfortunately, pepper spray is illegal in my area, which is crazy, but tasers aren't. So I'm definitely going to invest in a taser and other personal defense tools because just as long as you freak the person out and you make them take a step back, that is that might be all that you need for you to save your life and run away. We're getting down to the final ones. Get to know your neighbors. This is a big one. This has saved so much many people in the past. If you can have a neighbor that you trust or that you know that you can always go to in case of a bad situation, that can be the make or break moment. This can also be important if you have neighbors that might not be you know very trustworthy it's good to know your surrounding area especially if you're moving into a new place get to know your neighbors so that you know who you can trust and who to avoid and let's not forget to keep our belongings with us or out of sight if you're going to leave something important in your car make sure that it's out of sight too many people have a bad habit of leaving backpacks purses bags just out in the open so put them either underneath the seats or in the back. And if you're out walking around, make sure that you have your belongings in the front where you can always see them. Don't keep your phone in your back pocket or your wallet in your back pocket. Attention pickpockets. Attenzione bolsita trici. I unfortunately wish that I had that woman where I lived because I got pickpocketed in public transportation and it was awful. They stole my freaking wallet out of my bag and it was... Like, actually, traumatizing. And so, we come to our final two, which are very, very important, and that is trust your gut. We are built as human beings to detect danger. Do not self gaslight because safety is not a guarantee in life. If something feels off, it most likely is. So, my number one phrase that I use is better safe than sorry. And the most important piece of advice that I think I can give you is to take a look around the people closest to you because statistics show that the biggest threat to women's safety is men within their close circle. I find it so sad and disheartening that I am safer because I don't have a boyfriend and I don't live with men than people who do isn't that absolutely awful why are men like this and now we have some tips in case you are in a really bad situation and that is that escape is always your best option if you're taking personal defense classes or you have tools to defend yourself all of those things are made so that you can escape you use them once get them to back away and escape that is your best option fight like your life depends on it because it absolutely could and never get into an attacker's car if they order you to even if they pull a gun they usually don't want to shoot you. They want you to get into the car. So scream, run, and fight with all you have to avoid complying and getting into their car. Because your chances are much better if you do not get into their car. And so I hope that all of that was helpful to you guys. And that you use it and you imply it into your everyday life. It's so unfortunate that we even have to think this way it's sad and frustrating but it's something that we have to do in order to literally survive so i hope you all stay as safe as you can out there and if you've been hearing barking dogs in the background i am so sorry i'm trying to avoid them as much as i can but they are just freaking out right now and so we come to the ending segment of the podcast, which is Ask Me Anything, which as the title states, you can ask me absolutely anything. Today's question comes from Rachel, and they ask, what is your biggest regret? Coming in with a very hard-hitting journalist questions, holy moly, what is my biggest regret? So I actually have I what I would consider an unconventional kind of outlook on regret, and that is that regret is a good thing. Regret is necessary, it is important, and it is a good thing that we all must have in our lives. It helps us to evaluate the situation, know that it was not the right call, and hopefully learn and do better. If we actually had no regrets, then we would never better ourselves or our decisions because that means we would learn from nothing we would not have the capacity to learn from past mistakes so regret is absolutely necessary and i think my biggest regret is that i didn't go into therapy or seek help for my mental health earlier i i wish that i had had help from the very beginning from when i was a child but specifically throughout my teenage years i think that my life would have been completely different if I had had help from then instead of trying to deal with everything on my own but if I didn't regret that then I wouldn't have ever seeked help in the first place or even know that I needed it so yeah things turned out the way that they turned out to I'm hoping and believing for a reason but yes that is my biggest regret and I'm gonna go now before these dogs keep barking some more And they disturb our little cozy corner that we have going on right now. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I can't believe we made it to episode 20. And hopefully there are so many more. We we are over halfway through with season 1. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!